Minuto numero 43 of, of the, the Godfather, Godfather Minutes. Hello, my name is Alex Robinson. And I'm Andy Robinson. And together we are the Godfather, Godfather Minute. Minute. We go through the entire Godfather movie one minute at a time in order. In order. And uh, yes, yeah, that, that's, that, that's it. pretty much all you need to know yeah. going in. Less is more. So uh, yeah, let's just dive right in. We are discussing Minute 44. 44. Double fours. I do got to go back and give you the true proper Italian lesson. Okay. I appreciate your your taking the ball and running with it, but let's get it right. E minuto. E minuto. Numero. Numero. Quaranta. Quaranta. Quattro. Quattro. That's an easy one. Yeah. Quaranta quattro. Quaranta quattro. You got it. Minuto. Minuto. Let me get to the first part. Minuto numero quattro. Quaranta Gosh, I have the memory of a goldfish. <laughs> Do goldfish not have good memories? That's that's the uh, is that a saying? Yeah, huh. never heard that before. Never heard it. Yeah, supposedly every like thirty seconds, their memory like resets itself. No I way. mean, in terms of like little details. But wow, um, I didn't know that. I'm not sure whether it's actually true or not. I remember seeing a video where they put goldfish through mazes to see how they could do it. No way. And uh, I, I don't remember what the outcome was. So anyway, go on YouTube, check that out. Everybody. I wonder if, if they were in a different environment, would their memories be better? Or is it because they're just doing laps around the same environment? I mean, you'd forget stuff too. If every every like 15 so seconds you saw the same. They're, they're just bored and depressed. The gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a, Let's not go there. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about minu- uh, Minuto Numero Quantra Quattro. Quaranta. Quaranta Quattro. You got it. All right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, we're in the middle of, uh, well, we're not in the middle of the Luca Brazzi, uh, confrontation. The minute starts off with, um, the Turk offering, uh, Luca 50,000 to start with. And just to start. That's just to start with. And how much was his gun license? That's the first thing I thought of. Did, did we ever get an exact figure? Yeah, yeah, we figured it out. It was, oh boy, you're going to make me go back and listen with it. It was <laughs> around, it, it was around there. <laughs> It was actually around there. It was so basically, he's saying we'll cover your gun license as as like a courtesy, <laughs> that's going to help to benefit, a, like yeah, health insurance, and we'll pay for your license. We'll pay your, for licensing, gun license fee. We'll pay for your uniform. Yeah, <laughs> all the fish you can uh, sleep with. What? No, nothing. Nothing. Uh, the gun license costs ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand. So so he has forty thousand dollars pure profit and it's just to start with well no i think he salazzo wants him to carry four other guns oh wow <laughs> so he really doesn't do four times as much work so when he says fifty thousand to start with is that uh like a year or is that like per gig gosh i don't know and i don't think there was clarity in the book about that but uh, that seems like a lot of money i looked it up on the uh, internet uh-huh. and uh do you want to guess how much fifty thousand dollars to start is in 2018 only 20 oh now yeah, you mean in you mean how much it is now? When we were well, when we're recording, Got someone it. might be listening to this in twenty fifty. So you want it in dollars, in Bitcoin, <laughs> or uh, Ethereum? I, w- <laughs> I want it in American gold-backed dollars. Let's see, fifty grand small bills cash in nineteen forty 
Is that what we're? <laughs> I like how you want the specific year because if it was forty-four, <laughs> well, you know, totally different. there's a big fluctuation at the beginning yeah, of the post-war yeah, true, the war and everything. It's like yeah. post-war Scotch. Sure. You had your fluctuations. Mm-hmm. Well, or, let's see. I'm gonna guess um, four hundred grand. Six hundred and ninety-two thousand dollars, four hundred and eighty-three cents. That's a lot of small bills. There's a lot of money in that inflation pop. <laughs> So that's a pretty good opening offer for, a, really for a job. Yeah. Do you think Luca makes that much in with the Don? Well, he definitely doesn't flinch when you hear uh, when uh, Salazzo offers him that to start nothing. What does he do with all his money? If he lives in the, he, we already established that he lives in the back room of a, in a tiny tenement house. So that he that he lives that his kind of distant family shares. So he's yeah. probably not paying a ton. Yeah, maybe just contributing for. Food and stuff. Well, I, I think he pays his rent in olive oil. We established that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. I don't know what he does with it. I mean, do they even bank it? Do they launder it back in those days, or do they just keep it cash somewhere? Mm, that's a good question. We Small asked. You asked. We, we're we gonna, asked. We, we're going to answer. answer that one. Yeah. yeah okay. Write, write that down. So I don't. But that forget. does seem like a lot of money for an opening offer. That does. Maybe but this then is again, the, this is the world of drugs. And Salazzo, when he met with Don Corleone, he talked about how much money they would make. And if you remember, Salazzo said that Don Corleone would make a million in the first year, I think. Uh, oh, no, no. He said, I need a million dollars in yeah, finance. He'll guarantee, yeah, he'll guarantee it. Yeah. But then Salazzo is impressed that, oh, that's right, because that's a million dollars in 1945. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that so, ain't no ten or fifty grand. Yeah, I should have looked that up because full yeah. figure. If it's if how many times does fifty thousand go into a million? Fifty times. Well, so he offered 20? him fifty thousand, and that's worth how much? About seven hundred thousand. Seven hundred. So that's fourteen times. So that would be what's fourteen times a uh, million? Fourteen million. Fourteen million. Wow! Whoa. If that's just starting money, then te saludo. Numero minuto numero cuatro cuatro. Uh, what was the thing we were going to ask and answer? Uh, how? What do gangsters do with their money? Yes. How okay. did they? What did they do with it? Did they launder it? Yeah. Or did they keep it in small bills? Gish. I think they in. do online um, online I'm gambling. Like, that's that's the oh, that's what they uh, a lot of money in that online internet gambling back then. <laughs> Is that legal now? It's legal in some. It's been legal in some states. I know New Jersey online poker. Is yeah. legal, but yeah, the Supreme Court decision just came down that it made it said that the federal government could not restrict states from offering sports betting. Sports betting, yeah. So there's still a lot of speculation about what that's going to look like in many states. I heard that was a big. Uh, it was a big deal because uh, yeah, a big deal because the Supreme Court was hearing a lot of cases mm-hmm. that day, mm-hmm. and they saved the gambling for last. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, it took them a while to hear that case, too. Oh, yeah, why? They left the lawyers waiting in the lobby. <laughs> <Can't> they- <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that, that was no sports gambling. <laughs> I do a terrible Frankie. I got to work on it. Well, you have two and a half years. So Not really. Free. Every week we talk about <laughs> That's true. We'll tell you hasn't shown I got, up I yet. got six more days. <laughs> we've talked about him more than we've talked about like uh, a lot of other characters. Who These Rosado brothers. They're taking hostages. That's when he's all calm and then kind of yeah. resigned. 
<laughs> I think we have to really like smoke a lot, and then by the end of the show, our voice will have oh, a nice yeah. gravelly quality. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but, uh, man, I wish I had a raspy voice. I shouldn't say that because then I'm gonna oh. have like then I'm gonna get like throat cancer. And my wish has finally come true. <laughs> Do I sound? Do you tough? really wish you had a, a more unique voice? I think your voice is unique, but that's because you're my brother, and I've <laughs> I always recognize you. Yeah, but do you feel like your voice is very different from other people? Uh, not particularly different. No? But that's that's uh, I don't know. I just think I wish I had a deeper, gravelier voice because mm. that's generally a good. Yeah, it's an impressive voice. Yeah. Well, that's if you a, could choose, you know, our, our Tom Waits. I was just going to ask you if you could pick. <laughs> you want to sound voice? like Tom? Wait- not singing voice, but speaking voice. Yeah, it's Tom. Waits. It's probably it's the very same close thing. to the same. Is it? <laughs> well, Tom Tom Waits doesn't really, you know, his voice is very. Anyway, yeah, I would say Tom Waits. You pick Tom Waits. Hmm. Uh, I never really thought about it. Who'd you who pick? I, I don't know. I'm going to think about that. Hmm. All right, we, we yeah. asked. You'll answer. Okay. In the, in the, uh, Maybe Marlon Brando. <laughs> well, you can sound like him anytime I you want to. Yeah, but I don't want to have to try. Yeah. Oh, that's a Twilight Zone. I wake up and I'm, I, I've been pretending to speak like Don Corleone. One day yeah. I wake up and I—that's my voice permanently. Oh, like the like mom always used to warn us: like yeah. if you keep doing that voice, you're gonna get stuck that yeah, way. Yeah, and someone slaps you in the back of the head while you're speaking that way. <laughs> oh my god! I can't what, what stop you, talking like that. Why you slap me in the back of the head? What, what, are you, what are you getting stupid? Not only do you sound like him, but you use all his lines. You can only speak in dialogue <laughs> from The Godfather. <laughs> that would be, well, just not his lines, but in all the movies. The only dialogue you can use mm-hmm. is dialogue chosen that has been spoken in all three Godfathers by any character. Wow. That, that I mean, broadens it up. It's a good thing they're long movies, too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I once thought about having a character in a story who only spoke in like song quotes. Oh, funny. So, so every line this character said would be a line from a song. So you could kind of play the game of trying to figure out what song. Uh, oh, that's it was, funny. But, uh, that's cool. It was, it was too hard to pull. Yeah, off. that is hard. Um, anyway, so uh, the the Turk offers um, the Turk offers Luca a hand of friendship, mm-hmm. which that's Luca right. does not shake. Yep. Um, I guess it's like the same thing as the pre-war scotch. Does he see a handshake as like, if I accept this, that that's the terms and conditions. You know what I mean? That's like the equivalent of checking the box. I like, think it is. Back then and probably in the mob, if you mm-hmm. shook your hand, you were giving, that was your word. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's probably thinking it over. I don't know if Salazzo, oh, was that the right move for Salazzo to put put out his hand or should he have waited for Luca to put his hand out saying, yes, I accept, and then Salazzo? Because either because if not, because if yeah. Luca needed more time to think about it, then he leaves Salazzo hanging, which is kind of disrespectful right, and that's embarrassing. Good, yeah. Well, maybe maybe he really did. Maybe from the start he was, because obviously when, uh, well, very shortly we see Bruno Tatalia like patting his hand very gently. So maybe yeah. that opening, just reaching and grab his hand, they were just going to stab him right there. Mm. And then when he didn't do it, they're like, okay, now we gotta gotta keep the wheels going instead of just, you know, doing it right there. But he doesn't accept his handshake and instead he takes out a cigarette. Yes. Right? Which then uh, Bruno Tatalia does not do a magic trick and pull it out of his sleeve (laughs) or out of of Luca's ear. That would have been awesome. (laughs) It was like a lit match and pulled out of his ear. (laughs) He pulls the $50,000 out of Luca's coat. He's like, oh, we got a frisky. He's like, what is is this? Whoa, how did you do that? (laughs) Card manipulator. 
Well, he was a lighter manipulator. He he lights a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Right? And then uh, we get our first murder in the movie. <gasps> murder. Yeah, so we see the, the 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 I love that motion of the of him patting his hand and, and nodding because it's such a weird thing yeah, to do. Like definitely, I guess, and also it's such a tender gesture that it's immediately followed by the knife. I guess yeah. it almost makes you suspicious because you're like, why would a gangster be patting gently patting the hand of another gangster? It seems, yeah, it seems weird. I mean, what do you think Luca was thinking at that moment? Clearly, he's caught off surprise caught by surprise of this with this whole yeah murder but when he starts patting his hand i mean he's still just smoking yeah. his cigarette i think as soon as he um didn't take the scotch the pre-war scotch mm-hmm. he was instantly like oh i should have taken the scotch why didn't i take the scotch oh, yeah. oh, and he was just so distracted <laughs> next chance i'm gonna say hey can i have some of that scotch i changed my mind can i have some scotch and then he never got to do it that's how they got the jump on and they created as many distractions <laughs> and music playing in the background yeah, look, <laughs> look see if you can do this math problem <laughs> <laughs> the bruno with his left hand we see we don't see it because it's off camera doing card tricks oh. <laughs> he's like mesmerized and he's like bruno luca's like a chicken if you draw a line in the sand they pass out right in front of them <laughs> like the goldfish he's like a goldfish he's a goldfish <laughs> well he doesn't look like a goldfish very shortly because his eyeball is bulge out of his oh, head we'll get to that we'll yeah. get to that so so then the turk which i was i didn't piece it together until watching for this minute we see him get to use a knife he's good with a knife i never pieced that together that he uses a knife here and that he it was kind of set up already that, yeah. he, that he was good with a knife that was awesome you know when they so the turk stabs so so bruno grabs his left hand mm-hmm. the turk stabs him in the right hand so now both his hands are stuck to the bar yeah and then a third guy comes out and garrots him yeah it's too bad he didn't have that great <laughs> that remember the invention you had the sure, steel yeah. pipe in his, yeah. his throat <laughs> But so when Salazzo stabbed his right hand, it made me wonder, did Tom and Don Corleone talk to Luca about Salazzo's dossier like Tom had shared with, with Sonny and Don Corleone? Like, did, did Luca know he, had, he was good with a knife? He lived in Turkey. He had a family there. Was, did he get the same information? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no, because I don't think Tom was in on it oh. because he... he uh, he um he remembered Tom had left the meeting when he said tell tell Luca to come in here yeah and then later on uh, Tom says oh once Luca Brazzi hears up you know I'll, I'll I'll I can talk to Sonny but you're not gonna be able to hold yeah. back Luca Brazzi yeah it's not like he really does as far as he knows Luca although that doesn't necessarily have to do with him getting pr- briefed he probably gave him a little bit of briefing maybe yeah because the whole point is for him to get close to Salazzo so he can learn about what his thoughts were on about his operation what his yeah. plan was yeah. And it's not like I originally thought Don Corleone left Hagen out of it because he didn't want Hagen to know for legal reasons. But there'd be a client. What is it? A client? Yeah, he'd have, uh, to, he'd have to show cause. Yeah. <laughs> uh, confidentiality, right? Attorney, attorney privilege. privilege. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, but I guess if Hagen talks to Luca, it's not like Luca's his client. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he is. Do you think Hagen does legal work for Luca Brazzi? <laughs> well, he helped him fill out the uh, gun license. Oh, yeah. uh, Tom Hagen, I I need to draft a will. Will you help me? I have all this cash, I don't know what to do with. <laughs> He's got piles of money from all the. Uh, um. So uh, yes. Yeah, so then they. So they stab him in the hand. 
He uh-huh. holds his other hand. Grab his hand, stab him. And the guy just steps out of the darkness, who was identified in the script as Strangler. Oh, <laughs> that's his total name. Wow. I played Strangler in The Godfather. Yeah, that's great. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm suspicious about Luca's efficiency mm-hmm. as a killer. You'd think someone in Luca's position. I mean, he's been an enforcer for all these years now he, he managed mm-hmm. to sneak into someone's house cut the horse's head off bring the horse's head into the bedroom and leave without being detected he should be like more you know yeah. observant yeah smoother smoother yeah yeah i don't oh, know i guess the, the don's getting soft yeah um yeah you can see the guy's face too he's 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 a strangler of, the strangler is gritting his teeth definitely using force because he's a big guy um so, so go, go ahead, ahead. Uh, I learned about the, you know, so they start garroting him and his eyeballs pop out of his mm-hmm. head. And he, uh, so apparently, uh, like, Coppola looked into, like, what happens when someone's strangled mm-hmm. and whatnot. And they were like, uh, it's, it's. Uh, I've got stuff from the book about that, too. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. there's, so anyway, this is in the, in the, in the making of the movie. They, they couldn't figure out a way to get him to turn all colors and his eyeballs oh. pop out of his head and stuff. But, uh the actor Lenny Montana used to be a professional wrestler. No way. And so he basically was just doing that by like holding his breath and like, you know, like straining to make his like from his wrestling. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's great. Yeah. Cause it does turn purple. Doesn't it? Yeah. So that's totally just his, like him oh, stopping great. his own blood flow. Yeah. I guess. He definitely looks like what's the wrestler, the bald guy who was in Ed Wood, uh, George, the animal George steel. He totally looks like George, the animal steel there. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so you said you had something from the book. Yeah, there's some really interesting stuff in the book about, actually, I think I'm just going to straight up read this passage from the book because it's basically Luca's death scene. Mm-hmm. You ready? Uh, yep. Dun, 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 dun. The cord pulled tight, choking off Luca's breath. His face became purple. The strength in his arms drained away. Tatali and Salazzo held his hands easily now, and they stood there curiously childlike as the man <laughs> behind Luca pulled the cord around Luca's neck tighter and tighter. Suddenly, the floor was wet and slippery. Oh. Luca's sphincter, no <laughs> longer under control, opened. The waste of his body spilled out. Oh. I do not want to eat in that restaurant. <laughs> do, do you want me to keep reading? Of course. You can't stop okay. there. All right, let me just go back a line so we get into the flow of it. Suddenly, oh, the, the floor, floor was wet and slippery. Luca's sphincter, no longer under control, opened. The waste of his body spilled out. There was no strength in him anymore, and his legs folded. His body sagged. Salazzo and Tatalia let his hands go, and only the strangler ding, stayed with <laughs> the victim, sinking to his knees to follow Luca's falling body drawing the cord so tight that it cut into the flesh of the neck and disappeared. Oh, he couldn't even see it. It was buried in his neck. Luca's eyes were bulging out of his head as if in the utmost surprise. And this surprise was the only humanity remaining to him. He was dead. Whoa. We should, that's that's the first death. We're going to keep a running tally of everyone Mm -hmm. we see die. We see die in the movie. Boy. Isn't that gnarly though? Yeah. Uh, speaking of sphincter, Alex, I have a question. Where did Luca Brazzi have dinner this evening? Where did he have dinner? Yeah, before this meeting. Because remember, this meeting's at four in the morning. Uh, Dempsey's? Uh, nope. Um, uh, I don't know. I give up what? 
Patsy's on 48th Street. I swear, I was swear I was just going to say Patsy's. I believe it. It was mentioned guess. somewhere, wasn't it? Or is that maybe. an old restaurant that maybe maybe still there? I don't know. That's a good question. Because Dempsey's is where they is that where they picked up Michael? Yeah, that's where they pick him up okay. in front of Dempsey's. Yeah, Patsy's on 48th Street, and it was Luca's. It is was Luca's favorite Italian restaurant. Do you think that they should put? A, assuming the restaurant is still there, they should put up a plaque saying Luca Brazzi's last meal was eaten here oh. in 1945. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be great. Right before he emptied his sphincter. Well, when we go on our our New York Godfather yeah. tour, we'll definitely go there, or at least to whatever's there now. <laughs> but actually, just to remind you, Alex, there there isn't even a plaque. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to the murder of Luca Brazzi, yes, one guy's Bruno's holding his hand. Mm-hmm. The Turk with with very quick motion stabs his other hand, Give and the knife. third guy garrots him. Uh-huh. If you had to be one of those three guys, who would you? If you ha- if you needed to be one, who would you be? In a weird way, I guess I would say the garroter. Hmm? I would say the strangler. How come? Well, because, although you wind up getting poop on you. Well, he didn't know that. Well, he, if he's strangled people before, he must. Oh, this, yeah. That's an occupational that's hazard. He oh, probably he, wears cheap shoes. Oh, and he just <laughs> ate at Patsy's. It's all like spaghetti and oh, marinara okay. sauce. <laughs> um. So the, here's why. Because he, it's almost like you. His, he's not facing you. Yeah. So you can almost like convince yourself like you're. It's not like yeah. You're just pulling in a string. It's, but, not, it's nothing to do. But you know the other guys are like looking at him and seeing those bulging eyes popping. That's out That's true. Him. That's a little hard. But so. it's probably a harder job because you're the last. You you there's. It's riskier. I think. Yeah. Like Bruno's just holding his hand on the other side of the bar. See the, that to me the, seems like the worst. Holding his hand, yeah, because you're you're participating in the murder, but you're not actually doing. it. You're just kind of like of an you're you're. You're not being proactive. You're just like, oh, okay. Like, oh, so you're looking at this from a look. Which person is contributing the most? If I'm going to participate in a murder, and if I'm if I'm going to go to jail for murder, I want to be the one who does the murder. Oh, god, <laughs> you okay, know what yeah. I mean? I don't want to be getting observed. Yeah, who gets the life sentence? You, you get know? a life sentence. Like I was just holding his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I offered him scotch. He was pre-war. <laughs> yeah. That's when you're handcuffed and they're leading you out of the court. It was pre-war scotch. I, I, I lit a cigarette. Pre-war scotch. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. The knife, the Turks move is pretty badass. The Turks move is pretty cool. And once it's done, so one, you're using your skill that you've honed for decades. If you're the Turk or the Yeah, or if the you're strength. the Turk. Yeah. And then two, boom, you do it. It's done. You kind of just sit back. You may even take a sip of that pre-war scotch. Mm. And you just let the other guys do their thing. Yeah. Whereas both the two remaining guys have to continue working. Yeah, that's true. I don't think the Turk holds the knife. I think he just slams it down. And then lets it go? Maybe. Hmm. I guess I guess uh, Luca didn't think to pull his hand up. <laughs> <laughs> Over and then through the knife. <laughs> or he pulls it out and the knife is, in, is still in his palm and he uses it like a, like oh, a weapon. Well. <laughs> One uh, ironic thing is that the mm-hmm. last thing uh, Luca does before he chokes to death is mm-hmm. uh, light up a cigarette. So it's like a subtle anti-smoking message that he uh-huh. lights up a cigarette that immediately <laughs> suffocates. <laughs> Uh, but also, I really love the shot. Uh, I don't think we give the cinematography enough credit in this movie, but um, 
there's the shot where Luke is being strangled and he's like mm-hmm. slowly going down and you see, I guess it's the shadow of the, the, the Turk's shoulder is like in the foreground and Luca yeah. is behind him and he's going down and it's shot just in such a perfect way where his eyeball, like he, he maintains eye contact with the camera, like the whole time he's going down. Yeah. It's just such a nice little detail that you really see him sinking to it. And he like disappears more and more into the blackness, except mm-hmm. for his eye. Like it was a really great, yeah, it's great so composition great. there. Yeah. And all the, there's just the shadows and the dark wood the, from the dark bar. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great shot. I think it's interesting uh, how, Luca Brazzi seemed to be this indestructible character introduced early mm-hmm. and Coppola had written in his production notes that uh, he wanted to mislead the audience. He, he Coppola wrote Luca Brazzi mislead the audience with him, make them feel that he will figure importantly in the plot. Yeah. But boom, gone. Right, First yeah. down. Yeah. It's a good, uh, it's a good setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, another funny thing is that Luca's last words Oh gosh, not bad. So almost have like like if your last words were not bad, it makes it sound like he died like on his deathbed. Yeah. He was looking back at his life and I mean, you know what? Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Luca, as he was sinking and maybe starting to accept his death, there, there is one two second period where he shimmies left and right, mm-hmm. so he's fighting it. Yeah. But at some point, he must accept it. Do you think he's having any regrets? No, no regrets. Really. Luca Brasi, no regrets. Hmm. What do you think are the nature of his regrets? I don't know. I just you, you can never really predict what a man's going to be feeling, thinking as he's dying. Maybe he's a little worried. Maybe not worried, but I wonder if he was Catholic. I know he did all this murder, but maybe in some weird way he justified it. And oh no, I'm sorry. In the book, he said he did not even fear God. Oh right, because he was like right. a total sociopath. Yeah. Right? Um. Yeah, and I was going to start listing regrets, but that just reminded me that, no, he probably doesn't yeah. have any regrets. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the regrets yeah. of Luca Brazzi. They find his journal. <laughs> he's a sensitive poet. Guy. <laughs> well, we know he's a scotch yeah. connoisseur from our last episode. <laughs> you know, no one ever goes to their deathbed saying, I wish I'd spent more time strangling people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe there was some, uh, well, as I say, mm-hmm. some woman he liked that he never got to, you know... Uh, to to, to yeah. talk to but connie maybe i guess so maybe but. he was hoping that he would be the one to have an arranged marriage with connie and not carlo mm, that's why he was hoping carlo was going to uh that'd be great if if luca set up carlo to make it look like he was working with the with barzini oh so that because so that he could clear the way for uh for, for <laughs> connie i thought you were going to say that he beat up connie, connie. Rossi. <laughs> i thought you were going to say he beat up connie but Connie was too scared to say that it was Luca Brazzi, but in, and so lied and said it was Carlo. I think Luca beat up Connie wearing a Carlo disguise. <laughs> it's me, Carlo. It's me, Carlo. Clean it up. <laughs> Clean it up. <laughs> I'm innocent. Well, if Luca had lived, it makes you wonder what role he would have played in the remaining mm. movies. I mean, he wouldn't have had to. The story's great. Don't get me wrong, but he didn't have to die, did he? Because um, if he had lived, if Salazzo had never gone after him, then well, are you talking Sal- about if he had never gone undercover, or if yeah, he, if he had never gone undercover, but and yeah. Salazzo uh, tries to kill Don Corleone, and now Salazzo is the hunted one, uh-huh. then Luca Brazzi <laughs> would still be hunting Salazzo 
like all the other members of Corleone family. Right. No matter what, even if Sonny said, don't get him. Yeah. Because can't call off Luca Brasi. I'm going to guess that he probably would have died during the, um, the mattress wars. Mm. Because that seems mm-hmm. like a lot of, a lot of people got killed in that. And that would have been yeah. a, a good opportunity to, uh, to do that. <laughs> Um, in the mattress wars that the montage you see one guy oh it's clemenza sleeping on the bed in yeah. his like t-shirt suspenders <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like luca brazzi just all crashed out well sneak preview that montage edited um, by george lucas really mm-hmm. oh interesting yeah. george lucas pitched in to help his old friend but we'll get to that later. yeah we'll get to that we should do a montage countdown oh yeah <laughs> did we ever figure out the, the next countdown oh you know what we asked you asked i will look it up and i will reveal the answer uh although i think we i said, mean we talked about it in a previous minute yeah. but there were only 10 people at that point so we were encouraging more people to go and yeah. vote okay let me uh, we didn't feel like 10 was a big enough yeah. sample size yeah, let me write that down. So we asked, we We're will answer. answer. Um, well, that's all I have for minute 44. That's all I have, too. Luca goes down. Yeah, ends up with a close-up of the knife mm-hmm. stuck in his hand as yeah. he slumps to the floor. Yeah. You and, think that's uh, the knife that the Turk's been using? Same knife? We think he has one knife that... Like, I, I'm guessing people who get good with knives are superstitious. About their knife. Like, this is my my lucky knife. This is uh, hmm. one I've had. And I guess using a knife is challenging. And so you get the feel of a good of one knife in particular, the weight, how you can manipulate it, throw it. Although he probably has different knives for different jobs. Too. What do you mean? Like he probably has one. Like he, he arrives at a place and unfolds like a, a piece of cloth. And there's like, t- what is he selling them? <laughs> Maybe on the side, you know. That'd be great. Luca walks up to the bar. He's like, I think you, I think you know why I asked you here. He opens them up. I've got these knives. Cut this Sicily. tin can. Cut this tin can in half. Watch. It'll still. Luca, this is a bottle of pre-war scotch. Watch as I cut the bottle with this knife. <laughs> That's why, really why he stabs him, because he's not interested in buying the knife. Wow. He's, he's, or that was his last thing to really say, I'm going to show you how good these knives are. Chunk. <laughs> Actually, Salazzo is trying to sell the knives to Bruno Tatali. Uh, <laughs> he's just like a demonstration model. Yeah, before <laughs> Luca, what you don't see, before Luca comes in, is Salazzo and Bruno doing business. And Luis Salazzo's like, you grab his hand and I'll show you how, <laughs> how great this one knife is. <laughs> but you got to offer him pre-war scotch. <laughs> they have a strangler standing by just in case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you have to... Well, uh, so the garrote was the bonus item you get when oh, you buy the knife set. Oh, yet. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think you would have to be, if you're good with a knife in a culture that uses guns, mm-hmm. I think you have to be really good with it Yeah, to be able to uh, oh, yeah. to stand out as being yeah. good with a knife. Yeah. It's like someone's like a baseball player saying, yeah, I only hit with a wooden bat or mm-hmm. no, no, that's the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's like the, what's something where people only use an old fashioned way of doing it? Like a typewriter. A typewriter. There mm-hmm. you go. He's like a classical, classy guy yeah. with his... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, goes, Take a to letter. His, goes to his study and <laughs> yeah. drinks some pre-war scotch and takes out his knives. It kind of speaks to Salah. It's interesting because his knife seems like an old school weapon in this world because mm-hmm. now you've got Tommy gun, yeah. automatic weapons, basically. Yeah. Right, and that's how Sonny dies. Yet Salazzo, Salat, uh, Sonny's going to die. What? By <laughs> Spoiler. But Salazzo uses a knife. It's ironic because it's an old weapon. 
Yet Salazzo represents the future of organized crime. Hmm, interesting. Drugs. He, he's like a hipster. He purposely uses like uh, old, old school kind of things. <laughs> it's actually a knife gun. <laughs> it's got a round in there. I wonder if um, where he's from, you know, we're in the United States where guns are cheap and plentiful. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if he like because he was from Sicily. Yeah. Although he's part Turkish. I wonder if where he was, guns were less accessible. Oh. So people had to become good at other. You know, oh, he's, a, he's a club man or, or you know, like yeah. other kind of skills yeah. because people didn't can't, couldn't just oh, pull a trigger. Anyone could do that. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't he's take a, skill. He's a pro with a blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> A blackjack. It's all like Dungeons and Dragons weapons. Oh, he's he's great with a lance. <laughs> he's all oh, that's right, because Italy, the Mediterranean right. was the home to like medieval times, right? Yeah. Speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. although before remind me of Dungeons and Dragons, we'll, we'll okay. just get it out of the way. But yeah, um, we were going to talk about something, some of that in the in the bonus content. Yes, correct? definitely. Yeah, we were going to classify all the characters as what what. What would they be in Dungeons and Dragons? What yeah. would their stats be? Oh, what, so what character classes mm-hmm. would they be? Alignments? Totally. Oh, yeah, we got a lot one. to talk about. Are any D and D nerds out there? Give me a yeah. Come on, any D and D nerds listening in the car or at work right now? Give me a give me a yeah. All, All right. right, all right, yeah. A couple of them out there. A couple right, of them cool. out there. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned for the bonus content. Mm-hmm. Or if you if you uh, aren't already a supporter of the show, go to godfatherminute.com slash support. Mm-hmm. And you too can get I'd say what do we add? Like at least fifteen minutes per show? Oh, at least. But sometimes sometimes more. Yeah. 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 Usually like seventeen minutes. <laughs> so the other story I was gonna tell was that uh one time I was with uh Tony Consiglio, mm-hmm. one of our guests and speaking of the bonus content, and he um his brother told him, Oh, when you're going to New York, get me some brass knuckles. Oh, really? And Tony's like, Where am I gonna get brass knuckles from? Yeah. And um so we went to so Tony's brother sent him to go sent us to go down to Chinatown. Oh wow! And so like a bunch of like a two dummies were like walking around and Tony's saying like do you have brass knuckles and like asking going like, into like like markets yeah Where like, well, you know, like what kind of shops chi- like down in Chinatown there's all like those like, like knickknack stores junky knickknack stores yeah. or you know and, mm-hmm. and one guy was like uh, we don't sell we don't sell brass knuckles in Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> like you put like a pause in it. They were like, "Is he trying to tell us like to go? To go like he a knows few blocks, someone else a few blocks do it? up." Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we never got the press notice. <laughs> Did he think you were wired or something? Maybe. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> so uh, anyway. are they illegal where he was? And they, but you could. Are they illegal all over the U.S.? It's probably. You know, right? you know we asked. Ask, we, we are going to have answer. to answer that too. <laughs> I always uh, thought you could order them on the backs of magazines. I feel like it's something you used to see in shops like in Greenwich Village and stuff. Like there'd be yeah. all like bongs and all sorts of, and yeah. then there'd be like light, you know, fancy lighters, and then there'd be stuff like yeah, brass all knuckles, those but. all those shops downtown. Isn't it funny? Whenever I'd go into those shops, just walking around, window shopping, it'd be. I was always struck by how those two worlds collided in those kinds of shops. So you had all the peaceful, like the bongs and lighters and mm-hmm. hippie stuff, but yet in the next aisle or even sharing a, a display booth, you had like spikes 
<laughs> and right, uh, yeah. Chinese stars. Chinese stars, right? <laughs> I swear they were brass knuckles for sale. It was so. It always struck me how it's it sort of both left and right or fringes outside the the mainstream. Well, yeah, I guess culture, the commonality was they were all like quasi legal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so they were like uh, that's the that's the uniting factor. Is yeah. that the, is that right left? All everyone can agree that sometimes it's good to break the law. Yeah. Uh, all right. I guess that's what the dark web is for now. You could probably get all that stuff online. Oh, on yeah, dark that's web. true. You can get for pennies now. Wow. Totally, totally undercut the small, small brass knuckle proprietor. <laughs> hey, you know, can you ask Tony to go on the dark web and get me some brass knuckles? I'll, uh, I'll ask him. Mm-hmm. All right. But only from a Chinese distributor. I'll ask and he'll answer. <laughs> All right, so um, I guess that'll wrap up minute four, uh, mm. quattro, quaranta, quaranta quattro. Very good. And um, stick we'll around be, for the bonus content. Stick around for the bonus content. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Godfather Minute, and we're on the Facebook too. And mm-hmm. of course, there's Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse Nightclub over there on the Facebook. Come join the conversation, mm-hmm. and that's where you get treated with respect. Is that what it was? Yeah, where you do the stepping over. Is that what it is? It's something like that. That's on the menu. That's on the menu. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But but at the bottom of your bill, it says you're you're smart. Oh, that's you're (laughs) smart. And then right where it tells you what the percentages are for tips, (laughs) it says you're smart. Like while it's doing the math for you. (laughs) You know when you know when you when you're a waiter or waitress. Oh, totally. When they give you the check, they're very positive Mm -hmm. because they want you to give a good tip. So what do the waiters and the waitresses at Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse nightclub say right when they hand you the bill? They say like, Uh, you're you're smart, not like everyone says. (laughs) You did. That seems a bit uh, defensive. (laughs) Oh, to say not like everyone says. Well, Also just to open with that. Like, you're smart, not like everyone says. (laughs) Well, remember, these are people with really low self-esteem going to the nightclub. Mm, That's a good question. Maybe (laughs) it would be something like, uh, oh, we... uh, it would be something where you 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 let that person know that they're the smartest one in the club, uh, not like those other, not like the rest of these guys. You're we're, we're glad you came because you you really are smart, not like the rest of these guys. <laughs> yeah, like that to make them feel Definitely. like they, they're really the exception. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Maybe when they come and they give you the dinner menu, they say, uh, "Hey, look at this dinner menu. There's something in it for you." <laughs> <laughs> Try to add the lines everywhere. Yeah, totally. Anyway, enough of that. Yeah, so, uh, all right, so until we come back next week, leave Leave the the gun gun and take take the cannoli. cannoli.